Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Well, hello, punters. We didn't have to wait too long, and the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast is back. And it's a bit of a historic week with three Metropolitan Premier Racing events in succession consecutive days. And we're recording this just before the heats of the Sandown Cup Thursday, May 12. This is all about the Friday night meeting, night two of three when it comes to Premier Racing this week. And the Harrison Dawson, the Sapphire Crown, it's a, it's a wonderful night of heats as it always is this time of year the best boys the best girls they go head to head and it does look a ripping program and I'm pretty confident um, I've got a fair few winners on this card as well and we're going to have a brand new co-host which I'll introduce in just a moment for this uh, episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast but hey they already know Jason Adams so we don't need to give too much of an intro Jace how are you traveling mate yeah well mate look it's just a really special time of the year as we know we go into Friday it's been two big, really uh, large nights of, of racing. So five heats of the Sapphire, five heats of the Dawson. So the boys and girls go at it. It's, um, it's a good card and it's quite deep as um, commonly is for these feature nights here in Victoria. It's always an exciting time. The May Carnival, we start off at Warrnambool and then we venture to Sandown for what is always a terrific time of year. And it's now time to introduce our new co-host. And I was thinking of the way I was going to introduce him. And I thought, well, he's new to the ranks. So I thought, let's say... He's a greyhound that won his maiden at Warnable a couple of weeks ago. He's tricking okay, and, and they've thrown him in won the deep well end. Too. Yeah, he won well, and they've thrown him in the deep end, put him at Sandown Park, and he's here. I speak of Ethan Christian, who's been good enough to jump on the podcast. Ethan, how are you travelling, mate? Very good, very good. Um, very interesting to be thrown in the deep end by my trainers, uh, but they've obviously put a lot of trust in me, so <laughs> no, I'm very excited to to get down into these three days of racing. I mean, as, as racing fans, all we want um, and I must good say, cars and good races. So, yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to it. I must say, before we keep going, you've got the best moustache on this podcast <laughs> as well. <laughs> That was a talking point down at Warrnambool the other night, wasn't it, James? <laughs> oh, mate, it's it looks even better on Zoom. Like, we're, we're having a chat here, and I, I can't believe it, to be honest. I, I've got a little bit of fur growing. Corey's is solid, but, man, that is that is a, an impressive amount of facial hair in the one spot. <laughs> it's a lot of commitment to the cause. I'll give you that much. Hunters Hunting Club. Well, I'm not sure if our great new co-host has heard of that jingle just yet, but that is the Punters Punting Club. It's the best jingle in Greyhound Racing. We worked out the other night just the best jingle in racing, full stop. And uh, we're only getting you for a short time, Jace, because you're busy, obviously, with the Sandown Cup heats tonight, then the, the big Friday night meeting as well tomorrow. So we'll start off with you, Jace. How are you playing the Punters Punting Club for Friday night at Sandown Park? All right. Um, well, Jimmy, you made a point of sort of me just hedging bets a little bit uh, leading into Thursday night. So I've decided I'm going the Corey Smith attitude towards Good. this and straight on the beak. Race five, which is Harrison Dawson, heat number three, number six, compliance at $4. Just... Well, there's not fear speed in the race, and we know we can show some good toes. So $4 for me is enough. So a pineapple on the nose, compliance. Sounds good. He's drawn out there wide, but he is a, a star chaser. Now, I'm going to throw it over to you here, Ethan. Uh, punters Punting Club, mate, you get $50 to spend. Uh, it's not real money. I'm not giving you 50 so don't count on that. But uh, you, you can put one or two bets on, and away you go. Take it away. Well, it sounds like the way to go is just to have it all on the nose on one thing. So I'm going to keep to the theme. 
Um, and we're going to go to race seven. I would like to have my 50 on the nose of uh, box two photo man. Uh, just keeps going well. It's got a good draw. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll have my 50 on uh, photo man. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit softer. I normally like to uh, to play each way. But uh, hey, the theme this week is go hard or go home with the three days. And, and I'm going to go 50 on the nose. You don't have to wait long. Race one, number two, modern Kalinda. I think the, uh, the Thompson... Tyler combination. It's going from strength to strength. They could be in for a couple of big days as well. So race one, number two, Modern Kalinda is my best bet for the $50 on the nose. Well, that was short, Jace. It was sweet, but we're going to let you run, mate. We don't want you to miss a flight once again as you've got to get back to Sandown for a busy few days. Yeah, very funny, Jim. Yeah, no, I won't be doing that again, but um, looking forward to it. I'll leave it in the uh, the very capable hands of you two. So looking forward to hear how the the remainder plays out and how many winners Ethan can tip. I expect it to be a truckload. Were you on the source in Sydney? Is that why you missed the flight? Too much to drink? Oh, that's only natural, isn't it? When you miss a flight, there's got to be some sort of reason for it. Friday night, Greyhound Racing headquarters in Melbourne with heats of Group 1 racing. It doesn't get any bigger than this. And we're joined by Ethan Christian on the podcast for the first time, hopefully not the last time. Uh, Quick rundown of our tips here, Ethan. We don't take too long, mate. It's all about powering through, finding a whole heap of winners and a best bet as well. And I'll kick off. Race 1 kicks off at 8 past 7. It's only a mix 6 and 7, and I've got a lot of time for number 2, Modern Kalinda. So it was my punter's punning club. Therefore, it's my best bet of the night, Race 1, Number two, how do you see it playing out? Um, I wanted to side with the five Sandstorm Rico for Lucky K, not Special K, that's Lucky K. Um, it just has the empty draw uh, to the inside. I thought it was good last week um, at the track and distance and should take some improvement from it as well. So the five Sandstorm Rico. Oh, I, like, I like a man who's only just won a mate and like you down at the bull and you're taking on the uh, the host of the podcast with my best bet. I like that, mate. The uh, the gloves are up. Race number two. I'm going value here. Race uh, two, number six, Big Blazer. I just think he's showing a good turn of pace. He went really good in a race at Bendigo over the 500 recently. And I'm just not sure how the race is going to play out. Hilltop Jack will come over. Jefferson County will go out fast. I think if he can miss them, pull to the outside, he can run well with a good turn of pace. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the chances of Jefferson County uh, always beginning well and is really starting to get stronger now that he's had a couple of goes at the track and trip. Um, so, yeah, I, I sided with the seven Jefferson County in the second race. Race three, heat one of the Harrison Dawson, one of the great male races of the year. And this one's a good heat. It's uh, Kasaya drawn seven, Aston Merritt in three. I'm leaning to McCauley's lad, and we spoke about this dog at Warrnambool on the coverage for the GRV Watchdog coverage on Cup Night, and those 450s, they just outpace him. I think back to 500, he can afford to let Aston Merritt go past him early, sit leaders back and run him down. So I'm pretty keen each way on number two, McCauley's lad. And I'm the same with you. I'm with McCauley's lad. I think you just have to sort of uh, give a forget for uh, his run last week at Warrnambool. We, we all know it wasn't his pet distance. Um, but he's got the right draw, and he should have to get a really good run. I'm pretty happy with McCauley's lad in the first heat of the Harrison Dawson. Heat two, about uh, 19 minutes later at 8 past 8 on Friday evening. I thought this was a hard heat because I just don't know what old news is going to do. He's going to push wide, yeah. going to give the red the soft lead. I'm just not sure the red's good enough to win a heat of a group one. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with old news, but I'm not confident at all. Yeah, I'm not confident at all, and I, I I went along the same lines, but I actually sided with the one uh, Pazenzia just because I know old news is going to go push wide and possibly um, cause uh, a bit of traffic on the bend. 
whereas Byzantia will just stick to the rail and might not have to go super fast to win this heat. Mm, exactly right. The draws can make a big difference. Race five, another one who I think's drawn nicely. Again, probably a bit like the, the previous runner you've just hit, mate. I'm going with two fearless Max. I just think the three dusty burbs, he's going to come out, push up the track, give room to him. He's 16 to 1 in the watchdog. I'm just not sure if he's got the class to win, but I think on form and the way the race is going to play, I think he can win. Well, he's gone up with some corporates as, as the outsider at about 22 to 1, but you wouldn't believe it. I've got Fearless Max down as my, as my um, oh. each way value of the night as well. I, I just thought that, um, that the, the good dogs in the field just all got the wrong draws and Fearless Max. Um, yeah, might not have the runs on the board just yet, but pretty young, has a right draw, so it's definitely a value play for mine. I like the fact that you're already sort of loitering around the corporates uh, early early on before the meeting even gets underway tomorrow night, but uh, 22 to 1, it's uh, definitely going to be an each-way play, of course, gamble responsibly. Race 6, this is a, a monumental clash. Amron Boy, a rising star, Big Opal Rocks, probably nearly the fastest greyhound in the country when he gets it right. I'm leaning to Amron Boy. I just think he's going to trail the red potentially early. He could even lead from box number two, and I think he'll prove too good, but it's a, it's a deep race again. I think the only – I've got Amron Boy uh, on top as well. The only query I've got over him is just whether he let, he's either going to land in front or behind Titan Blazer because I'm worried the Titan Blazer will shift a little bit mm. towards the outside um, and, and give him a bit of trouble. But if Amron Boy settles even moderately, okay, Amron Boy is, uh, yeah, on top of mine for sure. He's a good dog when he draws the rail too, so he's nicely placed. Race seven on with number one, Nikolai Bailey. He's been racing without luck. I think Photo Man's the obvious danger, and you tipped him as the punters punning club, so I'm assuming the Photo Man is the uh, the best bet of the night for you, Heath. Yeah, correct. Look, you just keep going into the big races and coming away with the results, and you can't discount a dog that just keeps finding a way to to win, uh, run well, and come up with a good draw, but also a watch on uh, Mobile Legend mm. in that race as well, who was a huge run at Warnable last week. So if it, if it gets a clean run, uh, be watch, watching out for how it comes home. He would have nearly been your best bet of the night if he drew inside, wouldn't he, Mobile Legend? Would have been close if you had have drawn in a different race and a slightly different box, but mm. you, know, you can say that about any dog, any dog anywhere. So. <laughs> exactly right, mate. If only we could pick the fields. Race eight is heat one of the Sapphire Crown for the girls. It's a race I'd always love to win. We finished fourth in it as an owner a few years ago, and it's just such a special race, the girls, and, and so many good female greyhounds around at the moment. It's not, you know, a whole lot of... Uh, there's not a whole lot of numbers. There's a few vacant draws, but the depth is still there. And the first heat comes up at 9.31. Wow, she's fast. She's probably the best dog in the country. So uh, take away uh, the uh, the star from Sydney, she's a pearl. And, and wow, she's fast is the greyhound everyone speaks about. Well, what else can you say that hasn't already been said about mm. wow, she's fast? And, I mean, the name speaks for itself as well. So... Uh, she'll be really short in the market. So if you're if you're looking for some shopping around, you probably want to. I would would have sided with the, the one, whatever I say. Uh, probably just applies. I wouldn't even bother yeah. with each way because I think where wow, she's fast probably just wins really. So it's a smart move though, isn't it? Because you might even even get more. It's a smart move, isn't it? Because you might even get more a place on whatever I say than where wow, she's fast for a win. Well, I know, once again, talking about corporate shopping and early on, I know that Wow She's Fast has gone up around the 120-ish for the win and whatever I say has gone up at $2 plus for a mm. place. So um, a, 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 um, a smart 
person would probably go out and back uh, whatever I say on the place. Like, well, that's what I'll be doing anyway. You've been a busy man, mate. Plenty of shopping uh, early in the week. Uh, race nine, Idolise on top for me here. A little bit of unknown. We haven't seen the best of her for some time, but she draws the plum in a, in a race that I think she's just going to lead. Uh, Runaway Miss, I think, is the only greyhound that can get within Cooey of her. Yeah, she's gone up super short as well, idolised, like towards where she's fast type of price. Um, and, and look, on, on her best from the red, just leads and wins type of type of job, really. But um, yeah, last yeah, the, the, her last run was a bit, I've got a question mark over. I thought Tick Along Flyer from the floor each way was worth a nibble. Yeah. Runway miss, sort of also hit and miss with as well. Um, so I, I couldn't talk you out of anything at odds if you liked it. That's for sure. Yeah, race number 10 on with uh, She's Refined. I thought McKeon Bale, She's Refined, maybe Cheek and, and maybe Love the City of the Main Four here, but she just uh, she can just hit the start time to time She's Refined and she's gone 29-19 there. If she does that, she's going to go deep into this Sapphire Crown Series. Yeah, I had uh, the one Love the City uh, for Daniel Pell yet to win at Sandown, but is seriously close. I, I, I was actually surprised when I looked and saw that she still hadn't picked mm. up a win yeah. at Sandown. But once once again, gets the right draw. Um, I'm just not sure how she's refined is going. I'm pretty sure she's coming back from a spell, um, if I'm not mistaken. So I just want to side with uh, the, the dog that's up and running and got the good draw. Fair call. Uh, race 11 and 12, the last two heats. I'm going with Indy Matilda to win race number 11 and Aston Kamuni, who's in really good form after a hot win at Warrigal recently, uh, drawn the cherry in the last. How do you see those last two? Yeah, race 11, I'm going to have uh, the six, Kelsey Bale. Uh, got the empty draw to the inside, has run into Amron Boy and not been too far away on a couple of occasions uh, in her early career. So, and I think that form you know, sets up well for for this race, uh, might not lead, but we'll settle on the lead and be pretty strong in the run home. And then race five, I've got Aston Kamuni as well. I'm not terribly sold um, on her. I think that she's uh, going to lead and be pretty quick out of the one. I'm not sure how strong she's going to be late, but for lack of a better option in the field, yeah, I've gone Aston Kamuni. Fair call, mate. I think there's a, a whole heap of winners there. There is no two ways about that. Well, we appreciate you coming on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. But just before I let you go, how, how did you get involved in Greyhound Racing and where did it all begin for you? Uh, it all started as an owner and just a way to uh, basically get a big group of family and friends together and have a common interest, sort of leaving school and bits and pieces like that. And through ownership, I just grew fascinated with um, form analysis um, and then sort of asked around for little bits of work. And if any, if anything was ever going, um, the response I got back was, are you interested in media? And I said, oh, I could probably have a crack at it if you're willing to willing to give me a go. And um, the, the team at GRV have been um, fantastic and they just keep throwing opportunities um, my way. I don't know if I've really done much to actually warrant being given up the opportunities, <laughs> but they keep throwing them my way and I'll keep taking them as long as they do. So no, it's, um, it's probably been a bit of a, um, a non-conventional journey for me. I, you know, I didn't grow up with greyhounds or come from a real greyhound background. I kind of, I think I've just kind of fallen into it a little mm. bit, but no, it, it's been a fantastic journey so far and hopefully a lot more to come. It's refreshing to, uh, to get some new blood into the sport. No two ways about that, mate. You're doing a, a fantastic job. And if those doors keep opening, my advice would be keep walking through them. <laughs> Absolutely. I will be for as long as I can. Inside Info. 
inside info now ahead of night number two with the three consecutive Premier Racing meets over the uh, the three days here, the 12th, the 13th and 14th of May. And we count down now to a, a big night of racing heats of the Harrison Dawson and the Sapphire Crown. And I went looking through the fields and I wanted this week somebody who's drawn a couple of nice boxes. And I looked at the Prosciutto family, idolised race nine, number one in the Sapphire, race 10, number two, Cheek, and race five, number one, high end. And I thought, they're not bad box draws. I'll try and get a hold of the great man, Peter Prosciutto. But I've, I've ended up with the heir to the throne, I think they call it in the royal family. James Prosciutto, how are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm going well, mate. Going well. Uh, obviously, pretty exciting times in the kennel. The old boy would be up and about, wouldn't he, with uh, three runners tomorrow night in Group 1 heats? Yeah, no, he's definitely up and about. Um you don't really get too many opportunities at these kinds of races, so it's good to good to have a crack and try and take the opportunity when you can. And your involvement, mate, you work full-time, but you help uh, the, the old boy out uh, time to time with the dogs? Yeah, look, he, he likes to sometimes say I don't do too much, but, yeah, I try and chip in where I can. And, mate, the, the <laughs> enjoyment you guys have had this year, I mean, do you, do you pinch yourself now and, and, and just look back at, you know, what Idolise has been able to do in particular, obviously winning... The, the group races that she's been able to win. And then to go to Sydney in that futurity and finish 1-2, um, you were up there for that, were you? Yeah, I actually handled Sheik uh, in that race and Dad had uh, idolised. So it was um, yeah, it's kind of a pinch yourself kind of moment and just something I'll never forget. I was going to say, mate, that's something I think every father and son, mother and daughter and just every yeah. relative would love to do with each other, isn't it? Yeah, no, that was, yeah, that was awesome. What's it, what's it like, mate, that the whole plan of going to Sydney um, I, I know a lot of people do it. A lot of people haven't had the, the quality of dogs to be able to do it, but it's it's testing because you have to go up for heats and finals. It's a long way to Sydney and back, and you guys were able to pull it off big time. Yeah, and also the trial as well. Um, Idolise, uh, Sheik didn't go up for the trial, but Idolise and, and High End and Dynamic Prince went up and, and they had a look at the track. So it was essentially four weeks, uh, a four-week series for, for mum and dad because they, they took them up every week. And then I just went up for the final. <laughs> so you've got the good job. Yeah, I just cherry-picked at the end. <laughs> hey, let's, let's scroll through them tomorrow night, starting with race five, number one. Just before we hit record, you said that high end, I was pretty keen off the red that he was a, a good chance, and, and you're sort of thinking that he might want to use a little bit of the track from the rails draw. Yes, well, it's good. It's funny. You want box one, and so you'll take it when you can get it. But for a dog like high end, he does like to use a bit of the track uh, at box rise. Um, but if he can begin and, and just avoid, because there's a fair bit of speed outside him, um, it's a pretty good race on paper. So if he can just kind of avoid any issues, he put himself in the race. And it's a pretty deep race, like you say, but Dusty Burbsky, I'm not sure if you've caught up with the replays of this boy. He, he can begin and yep. push really hard to the outside. So he could open the race up near the rail. Yeah. Well, raced against him on Saturday night. There was a final at the Meadows where he won and yeah, just, yeah, he's a good dog. Really, really handy dog. And the girls, mate, uh, the two champs in the kennel, I speak of idolised. Race nine, number one, heat two of the Sapphire Crown, 9.53 jump time. And this segment's inside info. We haven't seen much of idolised, so I thought it was very special and very important to get you on, mate, and get the inside info on how this jet is going on the way back from a, uh, a couple of runs down the track. Yeah, so um, she's pulled up really well. Uh, leading up into the series, she's what we think she's back to her best. She's back to her normal self. Um, probably that Easter gift run was too soon after coming back from competing in the Golden Easter egg. I think it was a five day gap between the races or six day gap, whatever it was. But um, she's had a bit of a freshen up 
couple of short trials and yeah, she's back in, ready to go. Just want to touch on that Easter egg. What what would speak about? We spoke about the emotions of of greyhound racing, I guess, and the joys of the futurity. That's the complete opposite. She she barely came out of the box, didn't she? Yeah, oh, if there's a time you're going to miss it, you don't want it to be in the final of the of the biggest race of your career. Um, but <laughs> I think I think she's earned a few chocolates along the way, and um, we'll get another crack hopefully at it next year because she's still she's not even two and a half yet, so there's still plenty of racing to go. Hundred percent, mate. And she's put the uh, the runs on the board already. And just quickly before we move on to Cheek, who you've got in race number ten, uh, she's a pearl. You saw her in the flesh. We we haven't been able to see her down here in Victoria. She she's an absolute machine that dog in Sydney, isn't she? Yeah, just a freak. Just um, yeah, it's hard to put into words. Just watching her race, and um, yeah, saw it firsthand, and yeah, it was on the wrong end of that one, but <laughs> well, mate, <laughs> it you... wasn't. You might get her back if she comes to Melbourne. You, that's you can it. That's the it. aim. Yeah, you can begin. <laughs> she can miss it. Cheek, race 10, number two. She's probably not as good as Idolise, but that run in the, the Futurity in Sydney was, I think, as big as Idolise, even though she didn't beat her. Yeah, she was huge up in Sydney. Um, kind of, that, that, that win, her Futurity heat win was just out of nowhere and couldn't believe it. Um, and then she's butted up for the final really well, but then she's she's had a season since then and, um, hasn't she's probably taken a bit longer than expected to get back to racing. Um, so if she's at her best, yeah, you never know. She can put herself in the race. She could definitely, um, definitely pinch it or at least qualify for the final. Well, it's a three-pronged attack, mate, and they're all genuine chances. They've all drawn well. So we wish you well, firstly, with tomorrow night and also uh, the future as well, mate. Is there a race that the Prosciutto family are desperate to win and you in particular? Oh, Melbourne Cup. Yeah. What, how do you rate the Melbourne Cup compared to the Million Dollar Chase? Because it's a pretty good argument between the two. I know a lot of people say the prestige of a Melbourne Cup, but the money of the yeah. Million Dollar Chase. Yeah, well, it's, it's really um, – well, you'd love to just – you'd love to win one of them. Um, or both. Or both, yeah. Or <laughs> have a chance of them. But I think the Melbourne Cup, just, just with the prestige and the history of it, um, yeah, it's just – it's a massive race and – just one you want to be a part of, I guess. It's, it's it's amazing. It is an amazing race, mate. And as I let you go, is there is there one greyhound that you've seen either in your kennel or uh, in the flesh that you've just been amazed by over the years that you've been involved in the sport? Oh, I reckon my redeemer. Um, yeah. Watched. I was on track when he won the Melbourne Cup, and um, yeah, just just a amazing, just a, an amazing specimen. Like great dog. And a great stud dog too at the moment. He is, isn't he? He's thrown to uh, to you guys, and you've had some success with his pups, yeah, mate. Yeah. So, uh, good luck, mate. Big night tomorrow night. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I know you're a bit of a listener, so it's great to have you on board. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Well, there is another ripping greyhound participant, Jimmy Prosciutto, and my goodness, they've got a really good kennel of greyhounds at the moment, and we wish them well with a, a big, big night of greyhound racing at headquarters Sandown Park tomorrow night. Well, that's all we have for episode number 30. Yes, happy birthday to us. 30 episodes going strong, stronger than ever. We'll be back tomorrow with a look at the Meadows for the meeting on May the 14th. Until then, putters, safe travelling and happy punting.